You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Today I'm going to be landing the plane. Ephesians chapter 1 is where we're going to be reading from today. You're going to get two sermons today. Uh, You should be out of here by about three. Uh... Yeah, I'll be out of here long before that. You can stay as long as you'd like. Um, But today I want to talk to you about your access to blessing. Why it is you can expect blessings. Did you know you can expect a blessing? You can expect a blessing. You can. And we're going to see why you can expect a blessing today in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 through 6. Let's take a look at it. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Look at your neighbor and say every. Say not some. Every. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. <clears throat> Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons. But Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. I'm going to paraphrase this for you, paraphrase this for you. It's it's a lot of stuff to say um, God loves you, he chose you, um, he's made you blameless, and he's called you his child. All of that is wrapped up in these six verses, and it's imperative that you get that. I'm going to break these down for you in just a minute, but the thing that stands out the most in this is every spiritual blessing. Now, a spiritual blessing is a blessing that is spiritual in nature or supernatural in nature, not natural in nature. So what's interesting to me is that so many people have fallen in love with natural blessings or physical blessings. There's nothing wrong with physical blessings, right? It's good when God gives us things, right, and we're blessed and we, you know, God makes it available for us to have a vehicle or makes it available for us to move into a home, or God makes ways for those things. But can I tell you, those are secondary blessings. They're secondary blessings. And this past week while I was writing, and, and I want to be very clear, you're going to get the two sermons you're going to get today. The first is the one that I wrote, started writing about two weeks ago. And the second one, the Holy Spirit wrote at about 11 o'clock last night. So you're going to get both of them. And it's funny how they work together. Um... Last uh, week, I was thinking about these physical blessings. Do y'all remember when Oprah gave away the cars? You remember Oprah? You get a car. You get a car. Hey, you get a car. Hey, you get a car. And everybody just lost their minds, right? Oh, my God, you get a car. Right? I remember watching that, and I remember thinking, wait, there's got to be a hitch in that giddy-up somewhere. Everybody gets a car, and then at the end of the show, there's fine print that each person 
is responsible for the sales tax of each of those cars. So what Oprah should have been saying is, you get a sales tax, you get a sales tax, you get a sales tax, right? And the truth is, is that the people that were losing their minds about receiving the car, some of them were never going to take possession of the car because they didn't do what it took to get the car. Sometimes <coughs> physical blessings, really not all they're cracked up to be. But these supernatural blessings, these spiritual blessings that Paul's talking about, they're wonderful. And can I tell you, the longer that I live and the more time I spend with the Lord, the more I desire spiritual blessings. Yes, I, I, I like nice things. I want my needs to be met according to his riches and glory. But can I tell you, I wouldn't trade you a single thing for time in his presence. So I guess I'm saying it like this. If you're still in a place in your faith to where you're only trusting God for physical things, that's a, that's a spiritual immaturity that you need to work on. It's something that you need to develop further because when you ask God for things, you're bypassing the most beautiful gift he has to give you, which is himself. And he desires to pour himself out. Remember, he desires to give you every spiritual blessing. Seek first. Remember, we did a whole series, Seek First, Kingdom of God and His Righteousness, then all these things. But so many people are locked up. Uh, example, Nora turned six last week, and she wanted everything that came across the TV on a commercial. Are y'all kids like that? Uh, whatever they see on the screen is what they want. Say, so, Nora, what do you want for your birthday? That. What is that? I don't know, some new baby doll that throws up or something. I don't know. But she's like, no, Dad, you feed it, and then it gets sick, and you dock it. I'm like, we're not, you throw up enough. We're not getting a baby doll that does it. Whatever it is, we're not investing in that because I've never heard about that. But she always wants something different physically. It's always just another thing she wants. And can I tell you, sometimes from a parent's perspective, that's all, that gets old. Because I'm like, you already have things. What other things do you need? That child needs another toy like she needs another hole in her head. Like she's got so much stuff, and yet she continues to acquire. That's human nature. That's flesh, right? We just want stuff. But can I tell you, that's also an immaturity in her. That's also a thing that because of her age, I expect. But some of you in here, because of your age, I expect more from you spiritually. I expect more from you than only crying out to God when you need a thing. I expect more from you. Why? Because you're missing on the beautifulness of God. You see, imagine if you spent your whole life working to buy somebody a house, and then you give them the keys to the house, and they come running, and you're standing in front of the house, and you go, I gave everything, said so you can have this. It's paid for. Congratulations. And they come running and they go, it's wonderful. And they run right past you and hug the house. Thank you. Oh, I love the house. It's a wonderful, it's all I've ever wanted. It's all I've ever needed. Yeah. Is it NSYNC, Backstreet Boys? Who's that? Back, who said Backstreet Boys? You did? It was a trap. You failed. You failed. Boy band. Horrible. All right. 
but somehow knew the song. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's back when people listen to the radio. So people see the house and they somehow forget what somebody went through to give them that. And a lot of times our faith is that way because God will bless us in a time of need with a thing, help us pay a bill, help us get an automobile, help us X, Y, and Z, fill in the blank. And we respond out of gratitude because of the thing, not because of the person. And I want you to see that God in his holiness is so much bigger than things. His blessings are so much more beautiful than just meeting physical needs. There is a spiritual blessing that we want to talk to you about today. A spiritual blessing. And I'm just going to talk about these just, just really, really quickly. Spiritual blessings. Number one, it's found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 through 6. You can go back and read all this. Number one, spiritual blessing, you are chosen. You are chosen. How many of y'all remember in school you used to line up and they had team captains and you had to choose? You remember, you remember how it used to go? Man, I never got chosen. Man, I was, the, I was the short fat kid. And so I never got chosen. And then in about ninth grade, I grew nine inches over summer and then I started getting picked for everything. And I remember thinking just how great it was, man, to finally get chose for something. To finally get picked first for something. Man, I was so stinking excited. And what's interesting is, is when you're chosen, there's a characteristic or a gift in you that the chooser desires. And this scripture says that you have been chosen by God because he sees something in you for the thing that he's about to go into. So if I needed basketball players, if I knew we were playing basketball, I'd go through, I'd find the tallest people. I'd find the people that I've seen play basketball before. I'd find the most, most athletic. But see, God is looking for those who have obedience. He's looking for those who have faith. He's looking for those that truly love him just for him being him, right? And he looks around and he chooses us because of the gifts that are in us, because of what he's calling us to do. And so you are chosen. I want you to remember that because point number one today in my sermon is that you have been chosen. That's spiritual blessing, number one. Number two, you are empowered to be holy and blameless. You're empowered to be holy and blameless. The scripture says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He did that so that you can be blameless in his presence. Did you know there's no sin in the presence of God? that there'd be no chance for you to ever go before God if you had sin in your heart. But even more than that, the Lord gave me this great analogy in first service. I'm going to give it to you. Um, got any deer hunters in here? Any deer hunters? A few? Okay. I really expected more being this part of Florida. Um, when you go into the deer woods, you wear orange and what else? Camo. Why? So that way you are not seen by that which you are approaching, right? So that you can sneak in and be unseen. Well, this verse in Ephesians chapter 1 says that you are empowered to be holy and blameless. Holy and blameless means to be separated, holy, separated for a purpose and blameless without blame or without sin. So not only are you chosen, you are empowered to go before God holy and blameless before the Lord. Now check this out. 
if you have camo and you go out in the woods, your goal is to sneak into the woods unseen by that which you are approaching. Um, I'm too big to really stalk deer. Uh, I don't know how, how nice to put that. You can't be 300 pounds and sneak up on a deer. It just don't happen. I don't care how slick you are, it ain't going to happen, right? Because you step on anything, it snaps real loud. Pine straw snaps loud under these feet. You hear me? Just screaming ow every time I step on something. But I do my best to go camouflage because I'm doing my best to approach something that I don't want to see me. What this scripture is saying is that you have been empowered to be holy and blameless before God. Now watch this. You have been given a camouflage with which you can approach God. And that camouflage is the blood of Jesus. Now you are in Christ and you accept Christ. He covers you with his blood and when you approach the throne of God, you are unseen. And all he sees is his son. Oh, hang on, I'm going to have to bring that a different direction. Y'all should have got that. When you go before the throne of God, your past and your failures are no longer seen, but it is the perfection through the blood of Jesus that shows up before God now, not you. Camouflage. You have been empowered. You have been covered with a blamelessness to go before God. Do you see how wonderful that is? Man, that's a spiritual blessing. You know what's funny about all them cars Oprah gave away? I bet every one of them is in the rust pound right now. No matter how much of a blessing they are, they're temporary. If I walk out there right now and find the sweetest car out in that parking lot and I fast forward 20 years, that mug is going to be a pile of junk. And I'm 43. I'm going to say 20 years goes by fast. Adults, yes? Why am I telling you that? Because all this earthly stuff, we, 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 we fill our life chasing, man. It's like a vapor. It's dust. It's going to be collecting dust. Every one of them cameras has probably been shrunk down to a square of aluminum or metal that big now. Just worthless. But these spiritual blessings, are eternal. They're forever. and They will never go away. If I told you that you can invest in something that will never lose and it will never end, would you be interested in that? That's the Christian faith. And so many people want to be Christians because they think it's like this grab bag for the things they need. And it's like, no, 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 no. The most beautiful part of the Christian life Say you can talk to God. Man, let that settle for a second. I'll never forget, I was explaining to Gabriel when he was a baby. He said, Dad, he said, when you pray, what are you praying? I said, I'm talking to God. He said, you're talking to God? I said, yeah. He said, why would he listen to you? I said, that's a great question. That's a great question. 
And it leads me to my next point. Why would God listen to me? Because in Ephesians chapter 1, it doesn't just say I'm chosen. It doesn't just say I come before him blameless. It says that by Christ Jesus, I've been adopted to himself according to his goodwill. I'm not just chosen. I'm not just blameless and perfect in his sight. I am his child. You see, this is a point that it's imperative for us to get. Because most people question, does God hear me? Does God listen? Do you listen to your children? When your children in need, does it spurn you to move? Can I tell you that we love our kids, and when they need something, we'd move heaven and earth to make it happen for them. But we, the Bible says, are evil compared to his love for us. It's on a whole different level. We are his children. What is so important about that? So I I love every child. We've got an amazing uh, children's ministry here. And I I love all the children, all the the babies, all from, from, from fifth grade and down. They're just wonderful. They're so much fun. I wish I had their energy. And I love them to death. But there's three of them in particular. Everything I have, everything I have learned, every scar, every drop of wisdom, and everything I will ever earn is theirs. Why? Because they're mine. They're my children. Maddie, Gabriel, and Nora. You see, something happened that God, in his infinite wisdom, looked down amongst humanity and he said, I'm going to choose to love people. Think about that. He's going to choose to love us. But then, he says, for me to love them and for me to give them every good blessing, They've got to be righteous. They can't be righteous in themselves. So, Jesus, do me a favor. Go to earth. Be willing to die for them. And when Jesus died, a blood atonement was made available so that you and I now can stand blameless before God. But then there was one more step that Ephesians tells us it wasn't enough just to be chosen. It wasn't enough just to have the blood applied. There had to be an adoption. You and I who are in Christ are now sons and daughters of God. The Bible says for those who are in Christ Jesus, you are the seed of Abraham and a joint heir with Jesus. Now check this out, check this out. This is why this is so important. When I go to my parents, I expect the best from them. I expect them to be my parents. Some of you may not have had the experience with the earthly parents where you can expect the best. But can I tell you, with God, you can. With God, you can. He wants to bless you so much that he said, I want to put my name on them. I want to put my name. I was in family court one time. 
I got asked to go and attest for a family to the character of a man who wanted to adopt children. And I'll never forget, the judge asked a very simple but prolific question. He said, do you understand that if this passes, they are forever your heir? That there is no divorcing. You can divorce the mama, but you can't divorce the adoption. That's your children. They are heirs to everything you have from this day forward. Do you still wish to go forward with the adoption? And I'll never forget the man stood up, tears rolling down his face. He said, especially now. And can I tell you something? When we look at God and his character and nature and we say, do you desire to do what's best for us? And he goes, especially now. Especially now. When the world is dark and struggling, especially now. I want to bless you, especially now. When your need, especially now. When you come to me in, in, in spirit and in truth, especially now. This is why these three things matter. They each grow upon the other. You're not just chosen. You're not just blameless. You're his child. You're his child. Why do I tell you that today? That was where I was going to close. And then last night at 11 p.m., the Holy Spirit said, go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. So open it to Deuteronomy 28. And Deuteronomy 28 starts with a list of blessings that happen when people are righteous. And I read through it, and I said, well, that's nice. What does that mean? So I read through it again. Well, okay, maybe I'm, maybe it's for a few weeks from now. I could not rest until I went through it over and over again, and then I got it. This point on, I'm, I'm going to close in the next few minutes. I won't have any more slides because I didn't have time to get slides in. I, I literally got this last night. Deuteronomy chapter 28, God is speaking to the Israelites. And he's saying that not only have you been chosen, I have made you my people. And this is what you can expect if you're blameless. They did not have Christ like you and I have Christ. Watch this. I want to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 13. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Okay, but wait, pastor, I make mistakes. But you're chosen. I fell every day. I, I blow it. I put it in a ditch. You're blameless. Why would God want to bless me? This is the Old Testament. That's your father speaking. Whatever he has spoken, the Bible says this, that the grass will wither and the flower will fadeth, but the word of God endures forever. I don't care when he said it. 
I don't care who wrote it or when they wrote it. If God has said it, it applies to me if it's in the word. I am his child and any blessing applies to me. Now watch this. If you do all these things, now this is where the enemy tries to get us to trip up. Well, you didn't meet the criteria. Jesus did. Oh, hang on. Did y'all hear what I said about camo a minute ago? I don't stand in my own righteousness. I stand in his righteousness. So no, sir, me and myself, I do not qualify. Let me get this camo on and I'm worthy of every drop of Deuteronomy chapter 28. So you're here today. So you're here today and you don't know Jesus. Get ready. You're about to want to. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Everybody says, man, I ain't going to do agriculture. Hang on. I'm going to put it in layman's terms in a minute. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be you when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your very face. They shall come out against you in one direction and flee before you in seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you. He will command the blessing on you. You hear that? He will command the blessing. If you, God said, blessing, go on the blessing. I don't want to. God said, go anyway. I've commanded you to go to my children. You go and you rest on my children. You get that? He commanded a blessing on you. You can't shake it. It's that hoodie we talked about in week one. You can't get out from underneath it. God has commanded the blessing on you. It says, and he didn't just command it on you. He commanded it upon your storehouse in which everything you set your hand, he'll bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people unto himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, thank you, Jesus. I'm righteous today, not because of my own works, lest any man should boast. I'm righteous today because the cross, the cross, the cross has made me righteous. I'm qualified because of the cross today. It says, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. That means I'm his child. He put his name on me. I'm no longer Josh Neal. I'm Josh Christ. I can stand in his goodness today. I'm named after my beloved and I am his. Today I stand in faith today, knowing that I'm God's child. He says you're called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you and the Lord will grant you plenty of good. Look at your neighbor and say plenty. He'll grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers, he will give to you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give the rain on your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only and never beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. Amen. How many of you will take a little of that today? Here's what I want you to do. Stand up on your feet. 
Last night I'm studying, and I went through my notes, and I found a note on Deuteronomy 28 that I wrote years ago. And I went through, and I made it present tense, and I wrote it for myself. And today, being the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I want you to leave with something to be thankful for. I'm going to declare this blessing over you. I'm going to put out this decree that you are a blessed people. And I want you to go out of this place with the understanding that God is for you, that you aren't just chosen, that you aren't just blameless, but that he calls you his beloved. You are his children. And he desires to give you not just everything in Deuteronomy 28. He desires to give you more, more, more. He wants to bless you in every area of your life. And he wants his blessings to be eternal, not just temporary. Amen. I declare and decree this in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, I pray that they'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the fields. Blessed where they live, blessed in their city, blessed whatever country they're in, that all their travels will be blessed, and wherever they are, that place will be blessed. Father, I pray that their homes will be blessed, that their marriages and relationships will be blessed that their children will be blessed, that they'll be healthy and prosperous children, that their children will thrive and they'll know God. Father, I pray that the fruit of their ground will be blessed, that their gardens, their orchards, their fields of produce, Father, wherever you bring increase into their house, use it to abundantly provide for them and not just for them, but for others around them. Wherever they plant seed, let it prosper in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that their wealth will be blessed and increase. I rebuke the hand of the devourer on their behalf. Blessed will be their offspring. Blessed will be their children. And lack will not know them. Father, I thank you that you will bless the basket, what they need for today. And you'll bless their storehouse, their savings for the future. Father, I pray that they will be blessed coming in and blessed going out, whether they're at home or anywhere else. And any door that they walk through, Father, there's a blessing waiting on the other side. I thank you, Lord, that when they come home, a blessing. When they go out, a blessing. I thank you, Lord. We declare this by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare that the Lord will cause their enemies that would rise up against them to be defeated even as their eyes would behold it. That, Father, that their enemies would come at them in one direction but will flee in seven. I thank you, Lord, that you will command a blessing upon their bank accounts and investments and their real estate holdings. Father, that everything they set their hand to, Lord, that you'll make provision for it and that you'll bless it and multiply it. I thank you, Lord, that you're blessing the land that you've planted them, Lord, their jobs, their businesses, and every place that they go, Lord. You're blessing it now. Bless it. Not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. I thank you, Lord, that you'll make us prosperous, not for our own sake, but that we can be beneficial for every favor and earthly blessing that we need to give to others. Regardless of circumstances or need, we'll have more than enough to meet the needs for every good work and act of charity you call us to. Father, I thank you that you will establish us as your very own, 
that as we keep your commandments and walk in the holiness that Jesus has provided, Father, I pray that we will be so blessed that other people will have to acknowledge your goodness in our life. Father, not that we would receive glory, but that others would desire what we have in the gift of you. Father, I thank you that you'll open to us your good treasure, that you will rain out your wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Lord, truly the earth has been dried of those things. So rain down on us once again the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of heaven. And rain it down into our land, the territory that we're called to occupy in this season. I thank you, Lord, for blessing every work of our hand. Bless us with diligence. Make us effectual in everything we touch. Father, I pray that we'll be so blessed that we can lend to others and borrow from none. I thank you, Lord, you're going to make us the head and not the tail. And that from this day forward, we will only move upwards, not down. I declare this today in the name of Jesus and every day, not just over the people listening here, but to those who hear the podcast later. May they begin to walk in the expectation of the blessings of God. We are not just chosen people. We are not just blameless. We are your children. And we call you a good father, able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. We love you, Lord. And we give you praise today. So as I close, bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus, that camouflage we talked about, so we truly can walk blameless in your sight, that we can function with expectation of your goodness. Father, bring us back next week with truly something to be thankful for. Give us more of your word, more of your wisdom, and we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you, and we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.